Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutei Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Sefer Torah, Halacha Gimel, Halacha Dalid. I'm sorry, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas Yem Tefradel Bas Rabbi Shuarye, and Tzip Korivka Bas Hillel. And also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, David Ben Behia, Shengel Basleia, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlom Anissim Ben Maslav, Ram David Ben Chana, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Moshe Lei Ben Chana Breindel, Idis Bas Marim Breindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Gitganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebalei Bas Sipoira, Tuv Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Sora Rochel Bas Yisbehendel, Avivilan Bas Yisbehendel, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sora Yehudis Bas Sora, David Lei Ben Shena, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Sora Maya Bas Sifkarifka, Ami Ben Chai Ben Yehudis Gila, Shimon Eloza ben Michal, David Elio ben Michal, Pesia bas Chai Esther, Avigail Brocha bas Shiret Voira, David Lei ben Shena, Yaakov Gershon ben Sorachana, Daniel ben Rivka, Yehudis Nechoma bas Miriam, Fruma bas Genessa, Necharochel bas Hindaleya, Daniel Yeshua ben Yente Freda Blima, Avivachaya bas Estamindel, Gitaleya bas Frumet, Besoich Sharchel Yisrael. We started the halacha yesterday, we gave the introduction from chapter 8 in the second half of Likud Imran, and now Rav Nosazal begins his discussion. Based on what Rav Nosazal writes about there in Likud Imran, we'll be able to understand the depth behind the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. Because one of the reasons why we write a Sefer Torah is to be able to clarify the medame. Remember, medame means a mixture of good and bad. Twilight. Ki ikar haksiva hu hazikorain. Because when we write something down, very often we're writing it down to be able to remember it. Kamashikosov, as it says clearly in the Torah, ksoiv zois zikorain basefer. Write this down as a remembrance in the Sefer. Vazikoroin hu bekoyach hamedame, kemoishimavur b'makamacher. And Rabbein Zal tells us towards the end of chapter 19 in Likud Imran that zikoroin is associated with medame because even an animal can remember. An animal, if it gets bitten in a certain place or by a certain other animal, when it'll see that animal, it'll run away. It remembers that this animal is the one that bit it, or in this place it got hurt, that kind of thing. So we see that zikorain is not the highest level of seichel, it's not real high seichel. Zikorain is something that even the das of a behemoth can, can have. Hainu alidei ksiva satoiro nishmar hazikorain digdusha, shubachinas biro hamedamekanal. And therefore, by writing a sefer Torah, we remember, we have this holy zikorin to remember the Torah, which is a form of biror hamedame. V'alkein sorech kolech v'yechad misra lichtoiv liatzmoi sefer Torah. 
And this is why each individual person has to write a Sefer Torah for themselves. A person doesn't fulfill this mitzvah if his friend writes a Sefer Torah. And even if a person's parents left them a Sefer Torah, so I have a Sefer Torah, not good enough. The person themselves has to write a Sefer Torah. Or to fill in or correct even one letter, that's called writing a Sefer Torah, because without that letter, the Sefer Torah is possible. It's not complete. As the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, because again, writing is in order to give us this biror, this zikoroin, which is biror hamedame, shehu lecholechot viechot kefi madregosoi, kefi bechinas hamedame shaloi. And this biror hamedame is an individual process that applies to each and every person in their level, in their life. Each and every one of us has to have this biror hamedame to clarify the things that are unclear, to separate the good from the bad. Shehu birur ha which is synonymous with clarifying our emuna in Hashem. Ki birur ha-medame, shehu birur ha-emuna, tzorech kolodom levare biatzmoi, kefi bechinosoi. Because this birur ha-medame, which means clarifying the emuna, is an individual thing that each person has to do for themselves on their level. Because every person was created for this specifically, to clarify emuna in Hashem. Emuna in Hashem, emuna in the Torah, emuna in the Tzaddik. Which is the Yesoid, the, which is the most basic foundation and the most important thing, and it's koilo the entire Torah. As the Gemara says at the end of Makkas, that Chavakuk Hanovi came along and he summarized the whole Torah in one thing, that a tzaddik lives with emuna. That's the most important thing. That's koilo, the whole Yiddishkeit. There's a pasuk kol mitzvoisecho emuna. And therefore, regarding emuna, it's something that each and every individual person has to clarify themselves based on their shoyrish neshama, based on their actions. We know, for example, the Arizal shows where he speaks about different tzaddikim and showing what these, how these different tzaddikim were connected to Hashem Kavyochel. He says, for example, the Ramban and the Rambam were connected to the two different peyos, Kavyochel, of Hashem. It doesn't mean anything physical, chas v'shom. It means certain, certain that his connection was here, his connection was there. This is why the Ramban learned Kabbalah, and he was one of the people on the chain that passed down the secrets of Kabbalah from generation to generation, and the Rambam didn't. It's brought, there are some opinions that the last year of his life, the Rambam was there to, to look into it a little. But each one has his shayrish neshama that defines his avoida, his emuna in Hashem. Alkein, tzorech kolecho daiko lichtoiv liatzmoi sefer Torah. And therefore, each and every single person has to write for themselves a sefer Torah, kedei shi'evarer hamedameh, 
in order to clarify his medame, shehu birur ho which is clarifying the emuna, kefi bechinosoi, based on that person. Paragraph Gimel, v'zeh sheklal mitzvahs ksivah sevetoyra b'ksivahs hashira, v'zeh shekolal mitzvahs ksivah sevetoyra b'ksivahs This explains also why, the, why when the Torah tells us about writing a sefer Torah, it doesn't say the words write a sefer Torah, it says write this song. It calls it a song. Shemizeh, Lom the Rabbi Seinu Zal, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, page 21, learns from this, mitzvah, the mitzvah of writing a sefer Torah. Why, why? Why is it called the song? Ki alidei birur ho'emuna zoichen lebechinas hashir sheyisar laoset kamoishem avorsham. Because Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Torah Ches, in the second half of Likutiman, which this halach is based on, that through birur ho'emuna, a person is zoichet to that song of the future. Shemishom nimshochem kol hashira sheboilam, which is where all the songs in existence all draw from that special song of the future. And this is why it says, when it speaks about writing a Sefer Torah, it says, write this song. Because this is following the, the the train of thought that Rabbi Nezal defines over there in Likud Imran, that through writing a Sefer Torah, a person zoichet to birur hamedame, which is birur emuna, and when a person is zoichet to birur hu emuna, they'll be zoichet to that special song of the future, from which all songs come from. So this is connect- the connection between the Torah, which is the Sefer of emuna, the Sefer of birur hamedame, and Shira, song. We said that what is biru hamedame? The word medame has a, a few a few different meanings. Generally, medame means where there's a mix of good and bad. Bad and good are mixed up together, like in the Eitz Hadas. And when bad and good are mixed together, it's very easy to make a mistake. A person thinks they're taking good and they're taking bad. Chas v'shon. Or a person thinks they're destroying something, they think they're destroying bad and they're really destroying the good. So birur hamedame means the process of really being able, like learning Torah, where a person gets to understand what's good and what's bad. How does Hashem define what's good and what's bad? Gaiva is bad, anava is good, all the different things. Rabbi Nezal brings a posuk. There's a posuk that says, Ubiyad hanevim adame. Because a dream, usually when people have a dream, the Gemara says there's no such thing as a dream without some sheker in it. Even if a person has a real dream, it has to have some sheker in it. So a dream is a form of medame, good and bad mixed together. Nevuah is a form of a dream that's all good. Nevuah is a type of chaloim that's a super holy chaloim, a very holy chaloim. The Pesach says, Ubiyad Adame, that through Nevuah, there's a tikkun for the medame. Nevuah is a tikkun. So that, for example, when Hashem gave the Torah on Har Sinai, all of Klal Yisrael was in a state of Nevuah. Hashem was, that was an incredible birur hamedame. 
where Yidin, all the Yidin were able to see clearly then what's good and what's bad. Question, does this Biror Hamadama happen by itself during the process of writing? It doesn't look likely that if a person writes or corrects one letter in the Sefer Torah, their Medama automatically became clearer. Is it necessary to have the intention to correct the Medama? <clears throat> the ins- this question applies to everything, really, where when the Torah tells us that by doing a certain thing, you'll achieve this and this goal, do you have to have kavana for that, or do you have to know the connections or not? The answer is that if a person knows the connections, it's better. If a person has the intention, it's better. But even if the person doesn't have the intention, it still accomplishes the goal to a certain degree. Just like when a person flicks a switch to turn on the lights. They don't know, each person that turns on the lights doesn't know exactly how that works. What happens when I push this button? What exactly is happening to cause the lights to go on? And it still goes on. Here also, when a person does a certain mitzvah, or a person says a certain tefillah, even if we don't know the exact connection between that mitzvah and the result that we're trying to accomplish, it still definitely works. Just again, the more a person knows, the more it's a higher and higher level. Now, Rav Zal continues, paragraph Dalit. Based on what we're learning here about Bir Hamedame and Emuna and this song of the future, we're going to be able to have a deeper understanding of what's going on from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah. And Rav Zal is going to tie this into what the Arizal tells us that the Arizal shows that it's all about the Tikkun for the Malchus. We know that on Rosh Hashanah, we start HaMelech HaKodosh, HaMelech HaMishpot, the Simlech, this tremendous emphasis on the Malchus of Kedusha. And that continues throughout the Aseris Yemei Tshuva, through Yom Kippur, and the Arizal shows how there are different stages of the Tikkun for the Malchus taking place from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah. Rab Nosenzal is going to follow the path and Likut Yamaran and then show us how it parallels what the Arizal says. She'oz mesayimim ha-Torah v'choyzrenu maschilin o'ysamiyad. On Simchas Torah is when we finish the Torah. <coughs> we read that the last parasha v'zoy sabroch all the way till the end and we start again from the beginning, from Bereshis. V'chol ha-parashiyaz she'koyrem b'itim halolu and all the parshas that we read during those last weeks of the year, Medabrem Miptiras Moshe Vitzavosoi, are all talking about the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is preparing to leave the world and the instructions that he gives Klal Yisrael. Shekibetz Vehikil Kol Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu gathered together all of the Jews. Vohoidiom Mashayavraleim Adasoif. And he told the Jews exactly what they're going to go through until the end, until Moshiach comes. Kamayshikosov, as it says in Chumish Dvorim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Gather to me all the leaders of the Shvotim, and I will testify to them. I'll tell them exactly what's going to be. 
Because I know that after I die, the Jewish people are going to go through terrible periods where they're going to mess up in a very big way. And v'chulu, etc. And now write down for yourselves this song, this Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu informed the Jews at that time about all the suffering and all the exiles that we're going to go through. And all of it is going to be especially because of our lack of faith. As it says in the Medrash Eicha, the Jewish people went into exile only because there were no more people who had real emuna. And as Rabbi Nezal writes about this in many places, and throughout these days, from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah, we are involved in Tikkun Emuna Shehi Bechinas Malchus. And we've mentioned many times that Emuna is synonymous with Malchus. Just like Malchus has nothing of its own, Melech, what makes me a Melech? If other people, if others accept my authority on them, I'm a Melech. Melech isn't muscles and it's not brains. Malchus means authority. Others accepting my authority on them. Just like Emuna has no light of its own. It re- it's this, the moon that has no light of its own. It receives from somewhere else. It receives from the sun. So Rabbein Azal calls it Tikkun Emuna. The Arizal calls it Tikkun Amalchus. Which we are involved in building up and repairing throughout these days, as is explained in the writings of the Arizal, where he explains Rosh Hashanah. And that's why during this period of time, around the time of Rosh Hashanah, we're reading those parshes in the Chumash where Moshe Rabbeinu is warning the Jews and he's re- re- reprimanding us. The main thing he was rebuking us was for the lack of emuna, as, as you see in the Chumash. <coughs> and as Rabbeinu Zal says in Likud Imran, And Moshe Rabbeinu hinted to Bnei Yisrael that the main tikkun for this is going to be writing a Sefer Torah, writing this Shira. Shehi Bechinas Ksiva Sefer Torah, Shehi Bechinas Biror Hamedame. This is a major form of Biror Hamedame, Shehu Tikkun Hu Emuna, which is the tikkun for Emuna. Because Emuna is that which a person doesn't see and doesn't understand. So emuna is also related to this medana, something that's not clear. And birur hamedana is emuna. When I'm able to take this thing that's not so clear, and to me it's very clear, even though I don't see Hashem, and I don't see how Hashem is doing everything, I believe 100%. Does that mean that when we divide it, when we make a birur, that means we're not, we're not, it's not necessarily more clear, but we're dividing the bad... Inclined from the good inclined from it's, not known? It's both. 
we are separating the bad. There's what's called emunois kuzvias, false beliefs. There's people who believe in all kinds of nonsense. They believe in superstitions. They believe in avodah other things like that. Because Rabbein Azal explains over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likudim Aran, Rabbein Azal shows there, he gives a whole list of things that we're, we're accomplishing and repairing and fixing, and then he goes to show how all of this is taking place, especially during the month of Tishrei and especially on Rosh Hashanah. And the main tikkun is the tikkun hu emuna, which is the foundation of everything, which is accomplished especially when there is a flow of nevua, prophecy. Ayin Sham, take a look over there on Likud Imran, where Rabbi Nezal shows this. And through this, Biror Hamadam and Tikkun Emuna, we're to that song of the future. Ki Tikkun Ubinyan Hu Emuna Zebechinas Tikkun Ubinyan Hamalchus Hamavur Bixavim. Because what Rabbeinazal is calling Tikkun Hu Emuna is what the Arizal is calling Tikkun and Binyan Hamalchus. Sheoiskim Bozel is Sakim Mi Rosh Hashanah Shminyat Seres, which the Arizal shows were involved in accomplishing that from Rosh Hashanah all the way through Shmini Atzeres. Ayin Sham, take a look in the Priyetz Chaim where he speaks about Rosh Hashanah. Keep Rosh Hashanah Nivro Ha'ilam because the world was created on Rosh Hashanah. Kamei Shekosuv, Zeh Hayoim Tchilas Masecha. Today Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of all of your creations. Kiboi Nivro Odom Arishayim because on Rosh Hashanah is when Adam Arishan was created, Shehu Klal Ha'olam, who he, he is the world. He's what the world is really all about. Shebishviloi Nivra Ha'koyal. Everything in the world was created for the sake of man. Ve'im loy And if Adam Arishan would not have sinned on that day, Ha'yomestakein Ha'koyal. Everything would have been corrected. Everything would have been repaired. Everything would have been completed. However, as a result of the Cheta de Eitzadas, Odom Rishon caused major, major damage. However, Hashem's great kindness led Odom Rishon to do tshuva on that day and to be able to start repairing a little bit. However, the tikkun will not be completed until Hashem will put an end to death in the world. And therefore, every single year, we are involved in this tikkun from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah. However, even if we do everything we're supposed to do from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah, we don't finish the job yet. Rakshem 
It's just that every single year, from Rosh Hashanah through Samasara, we're doing a little bit of the Tikkun. Kimavur the as the Arizal explains all of this very clearly. Paragraph A, the Ikra Tikkun Hisrome Avraham. The main Tikkun for Adam Arishan's sin began from Avram Avinu. He's the one who really began to draw the path of the Torah into the world, to publicize Hashem. Avram Avinu and Sarei Meinu was to real Nevoah. And this is what enabled Avram Avinu to start this Birur Hamedame, Laham Shechemuna Boilam, and to draw faith in Hashem into the world. However, the main tikkun took place during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu by bringing the Torah down to the world. And then when Moshe Rabbeinu was successful in getting Hashem to give the Torah on Har Sinai, then everything was corrected completely. To the point where had the Jews not sinned after that, everything could have been perfect. As it says in Tehillim, chapter 82, Hashem said, I thought that when you were standing at Har Sinai, you were mamish elikim, you were mamish 100% pure. As it says in the Medrash, Al-Posuk Chorus al haluchais, that the, the Aseros Adibris were carved out on the Luchais. The Medrash says, Chairus, that the Jews achieved complete freedom when they stood at Har Sinai. Free from what? Free from the Malachamovis. However, by getting involved in the sin of the Golden Calf, we messed up again. And we revived, we reactivated the tumor of the original snake, which had been shut down completely at Har Sinai. Shehu Bilbul Hamedame, which is this Bilbul Hamedame, this confusion of the Medame. Shemishom Kol Hakfiros, which is where all denial of Hashem and all Emunas Kuzvias come from. Shehem Pegam Emuna, which are the opposite of Emuna. And then Hashem was just about ready to destroy the world. As it says in Tehillim, chapter 106, were it not for Moshe Rabbeinu, the chosen tzaddik, standing up by Hashem to, to prevent Hashem from destroying the whole world. And Moshe Rabbeinu came up with a very deep idea, which was to break the Luchais. And Hashem agreed with him. Hashem made it clear that Moshe Rabbeinu did the right thing. Because Moshe Rabbeinu saw that as a result of the Jews getting involved in the Egel Hazor, the Sitrachro became very powerful. And therefore, it's impossible in one shot to give one punch and, and fix everything. 
but rather that we have to be in it for the long haul. We're going to have to, this is going to take years and years. And every single year, by the Yidin doing the avoid of that year, they're going to repair a little bit. And even though Klal Yisrael is going through what we're going through every single year, both the whole nation and each individual Jew is going through all kinds of challenges and all kinds of tests and all kinds of uridas, all kinds of falls. To the point where, unfortunately, most people are messing up every year. They're making a big mess every year. And this is really the reason why the Golas is taking so long. Because we're not finishing the job. Because it's not bad enough the Averis of Odom Arishon in the earliest generation, we go ahead and add our own Averis to the pile. And yet, Afal Pikein, Hashem Isborach, Vatsadikim, Yigmaru Eshelehem, Lesakin Hoylam. Hashem and the Tzadikim will eventually succeed in repairing the, the entire world. Vatikin And a major part of this Tikkun required the breaking of the Luchais. Which the Gemara says brought forget, forgetting into the world. Forgetting means that a certain knowledge leaves the brain. A person's moichen leave. This is teaching us that Moshe Rabbeinu in breaking the Luchais and bringing Shikha to the world Moshe Rabbeinu introduced a very important piece of Yiddishkeit and a very important piece of life. He taught us that every single year there's a new, we're starting the Tikkun anew. And whenever a Jew will commit any sin or do anything wrong, there'll be Hashem will bring a shikha, a forgetfulness, to enable the person to remember, to be able to forget what they did, what they did wrong, what they're going through, the negative things they're going through. And to make a new, fresh start all the time. As Rabbein Zal spoke about this, and it's documented in Sichoi Saran, in Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, paragraph 26. Shehashikho hi tikun godol. Rabbi Nezalveh said that people think that forgetting is a terrible thing. I say forgetting is very important. Bebchina zois, in the manner that we're speaking about here. Ayin Shon, take a look over there in Sichoi Saran, where Rabbi Nezal speaks about it. And this will explain why we finish the Torah and start over again every single year. And the completion of the Torah and starting over again takes place from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah. Because 
because during that period of time, during the month of Elul, Rosh Hashanah, we're involved in reading the Parshish of the Torah from Chumash Dvorim, which, all, which Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Jews right before he passed away, all the way up to Simchas Torah, when we finish the Torah and start immediately from the beginning. Because on Simchas Torah is when we complete a process that we started on Rosh Hashanah. The Ikra Tikunhu. And the main tikkun that we're looking to accomplish is to remove the everything we knew from before and make a fresh start. Because we know that on one hand, every single day a Jew receives new moichen when a person goes to sleep and they wake up. As the Pesach says in Eicha, Chadoshim Labekorim, Rabbi Munasecha. Brand new every single morning, great faith in Hashem. So every single day there is this renewal. But how much more so when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of an entire year, every day is the beginning of a new day. But Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of a new year. Shekol Bakashasenu, where our whole focus is Chadei Sholeinu Shana Toiva. Hashem, please give us a new good year. That's the emphasis. Hainu Shaniskel Shana Chadoshalegamri. We want this year now to be a brand new year completely. Kibachol Shana Maschel Tikun Chadoshalegamri, because every single year there is a new. Tikkun that's taking place. Because Hashem brings in a little bit of that light from that song, that new song that's going to be played in the future. Hashem brings that into the new year. Let us sing to Hashem this new song. Because Hashem does wonders. The Neflois is going to be in the future. The sh- when that Shir Chodesh is going to be generated, and we're singing it now also. Because Hashem performs new, wondrous things all the time. And the main newness and renewal comes from Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is something very unique. It's the first day of the new year, and it's the first day of the month, of the new month, of Tishrei. It's Aleph Tishrei, and it's also Aleph of the year. And it's then on Rosh Hashanah that every single one of us receives a renewal, a new brain for the new year. To enable us to serve Hashem with a newness, with a freshness, all the time. To start fresh every time. And whatever I went through in the past, Hashem gives me the ability to forget. 
in order that the Satan shouldn't be able to use it to knock me down. Remember you did this bad thing? <coughs> Remember you tried before and it didn't work? So forget it, don't try. To be able to forget all of that stuff. Bibchinas gam eile tishkachna. As the Pasuk says in Yeshaya Novi, that there's a time to forget and there are things that need to be forgotten. Shedosh Rabbi Senuzal al Cheto Egel. Where our rabbis, the Gemara says in Brochus, that this refers to our asking Hashem to forget, to forget the, the Egel. Shekoilel kol hachatoim sheboilam. The Egel Hasov is koilel all the, all the sins from all time. And we see that there's an Indian of forgetting. And this explains the accomplishment, the great accomplishment that Moshe Rabbeinu accomplished in breaking the Luchais, which is what caused this shikha. It gave us this ability to forget. As the Gemara says in Erevin, page 54. Any questions? question in the chat, if on Rosh Hashanah we're forgetting the past and starting completely anew, how can we do tshuva during the 10 days of tshuva? We forgot the past. Even a new beginning needs remembering the past, otherwise we don't know what mistakes to avoid. The answer is, you're right. It means forgetting it in a way that'll be harmful. It means letting go. This term, letting go. We, we hear a lot about this, that there are people who don't have a life. They don't live, they don't progress because they can't let go of the past. And here, Rabbi Nelson is emphasizing the ability to let go, meaning not allow your past to work against you, not allow it to pull you down, to, get, to discourage you. The ability to open a new page true, you want to remember the mistakes of the past in order to avoid doing it again, but again keeping it to a minimum keeping it in a certain fixed place so it doesn't jump all over me and push me down and knock me down or discourage me from going forward this is an incredible important point about tshuva about bein odom l'amokoim and bein odom that when terrible things happen between people terrible things, there's a, a person must have the ability to forget, to forget and forgive. Again, it doesn't mean forget to the extent that you won't be able to learn from previous mistakes, but it means forget that it won't be able to be used against you. That's the point. Sorry. And this explains why the last Pasuk in the Torah speaks about what Moshe Rabbeinu did before the eyes of all of Klal Yisrael. The Gemara says, this refers to when he broke the Luchais, and Hashem said, Yashikoyach, you did good. Ha-tikun Moshe. 
This is an example of the incredible tikkun and the incredible power of Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehim tikkun nifla he was able to accomplish an incredible tikkun for Klal Yisrael by breaking the luchos. This enables every single one of us to be able to remove certain things from, our, from the screen, from being in front of our head all the time. So that the person will be able to pick themselves up and not allow the Satan to knock me down, no matter what. But rather to make a new, fresh start all the time. And it's with this message that we finish the Torah. And we immediately go and start again from the beginning. Declaring that in the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth. Because this is the, the main tshuva that we're trying to draw upon ourselves every year on Rosh Hashanah and throughout the Aseris Mechuva. What is it? To be able to and willing to make a new beginning all the time. Bibchinas, <coughs> look how Rab Nosanzar brings the most powerful proof you could imagine. Look at this Pasuk now. Hashivenu Hashem Eilechovenashuva. Hashem, please let us be Sechetchuva. How? Chadesh Yomenu Kekedem. By renewing our days like in the beginning. That every single day we should be able to make a brand new beginning. Chadesh Yomenu Kekedem. That's what Chuva is all about the ability to make a fresh start and to put the past behind me to the extent that it's holding me back, that it's not allowing me to progress, it's not allowing me to advance. And this is why every single year we finish the Torah and go back again to the beginning, especially during this season, from Rosh Hashanah through Simchas Torah. Because the finishing, the completing and starting of the Torah is the completion and the starting of the new year. And so to every person has to finish and start. To, to complete and put to bed, finish the, what, 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 I, what, my, what I went through in the past. What happened in the past, it happened in the past. And to start new right now. Because the three structures, which are Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh, this entire world is made up of these three structures. The world, meaning Mokoim, time, Zman, which is Shana, a complete cycle is a year, and Nefesh. Nefesh is the highest level of creation. The whole world is based on Oilam, Shana, Nefesh. 
and they all go together. They're very much connected. V'chula mekaplem chiyus mikoyma satoira kayadua. And the Sifrei Kabbal explain all three of these. What's the battery inside of them? What's the battery for the for for the world? What's the bat for all the different countries and rivers and mountains in the world? What's the battery for every single day, every minute, every hour of the year? What's the battery for every single nefesh, for the ants and for the for the animals and for the human beings? The battery is the Torah. That's the source of chias for all of these. Oilam shona and nefesh, v'chula mischatchin bayomim hoelu me rosh hashanah simchas Torah. The entire world, the entire year, and all the nefeshos are going through a complete renewal during these days, from Rosh Hashanah to Simchas Torah. This is the concept of completing the Torah and starting fresh. That's the most important thing that we're looking to accomplish. question, can it be said then that the tshuva in, during Elul is before that letting go, and the tshuva on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is after we let go? The answer is it's, it's, it, it goes together. From Rosh Chodesh Elul, this process on Rosh Hashanah really begins from Rosh Chodesh Elul. The Shulchan Aruch, in introducing the laws of Rosh Hashanah, starts from Rosh Chodesh Elul. The Sfarim start saying Slichas from Rosh Chodesh We, the Ashkenazim, start blowing Shofar from Rosh Chodesh We're taking in Rosh Hashanah from then. <coughs> and from then, we're, we're trying to go through this fresh, uh, begin. <coughs> what is the Shofar? <coughs> Wake up. <coughs> new day. A new day, an alarm clock. Wake up. That's what the Shofar is. This is Chachis. And Rav Nosadal says, now we're going to understand an incredible thing that the Gemara tells us, that the second set of luchos and the first set of luchos, which Moshe Rabbeinu broke, were both kept in the Aron. Who keeps a broken dish? In, you know, who saves a broken dish? Because <coughs> Because the luchos represent our ability to remember. Ki aluchos in klal haTorah. The luchos represent the entire Torah. Shetzrichen lekosva lezikorayim, which we were told to write it down to remember it. Ksoiv zoisikorayim basefer. We quoted that pasuk earlier. V'shifrei luchos in bechina shikha, and the broken luchos represent the ability to forget. Ushnehem munochin baroyim. Both of them are necessary. Both of them are holy. Both of them are in the Aram. Because it's impossible for a person to really remember the Torah unless the person also has the ability to forget. By being able to forget and let go of the difficulties, the struggles, the challenges that a person is going through. Because if you don't let go, if you keep storing them, 
it, the, it gets bigger and bigger, the, the mountain gets bigger and bigger to the point where the person can't carry it. The person gets overwhelmed. The point is here, we don't want your remembering to knock you down. Here, Rav Nusanzal makes it very, very clear that regarding this concept of remembering and forgetting, a person has to weigh this very carefully. A person has to know what to remember and what to forget, and when to remember and when to forget. If a person makes a certain mistake that causes a lot of damage, and then they have an opportunity to make that mistake again, the person has to remember, hey, one second, I did this last time. Last time when something happened, I reacted right away, I pulled the trigger right away, and it caused tremendous damage. I have to realize I can't do that again. I have to slow down, I have to think carefully before I make any big move. Rabbi Nezal makes a statement in Likutim Ran, This that people are far from Hashem and they don't come close to Hashem is because they don't think. They don't think, they open their mouth, they say things and do things without thinking and very often there are mistakes because of that. You have to think carefully when something happens in terms of how I'm going to react to this. A person has to think carefully. If I, I, I'm going to do this and this. If I do this, what's, it going, to, what's, what's going to happen? How is, what result is that going to bring? Because even though we have to remember, really remember, very, very much so, every word of the Torah, despite that, forgetting is a tremendous benefit. Because there are many things that a person must forget and get it out of their mind, out of their conscious, so that the person won't get confused, won't get messed up, and the person will not fall. As is explained as is in, in, throughout Rabbi Nezal's writings, Rabbi Nezal says, I cannot elaborate more on this <coughs> right over here, but a person who understands will understand how important what we're saying here is. says, take a look at, at the Sefer Sipurim Maisius at the end. In those days when they printed the Sipurim Maisius, the Sichoi Saran was in back of Sipurim Maisius. Years in recent years, it's been printed as a separate sefer, and again, he's referring to Sichai Saran, paragraph 26, where that's where Abenazal speaks about shikha and says that shikha can be very beneficial. Any questions? Question in the chat. Elul is perhaps remembering the past year and Rosh Hashanah after it is forgetting it. <clears throat> and what, what the Arizal speaks about Binyan Amalchas only begins on Rosh Hashanah. Then how practically is there a difference between Tshuva before Elul, before, during Elul, 
and after Rosh Hashanah, there must be a different term on the kind of tshuva before Binyan Amalchus and during the Binyan. The answer is that throughout Likut HaLochus, Rav Zal gives many different versions of explaining what the Arizal says. For example, for example, <coughs> on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is a day of tshuva. Where's the vidui? Where's the chatasi, avisi, poshati, oshamnu, bagadnu? How come we don't have that on Rosh Hashanah? We wait all the way till Yom Kippur and then we do 6,000 oshamnus and alchets and everything. Why don't we split it up, half on Rosh Hashanah, half Yom Kippur? Rav Nosenzal explains in one place that the tshuva process has two steps to it. First, there's a concept of a person feeling ashamed and embarrassed for what they did wrong. That's an extremely important piece of the puzzle. The Gemara says a person who commits a sin and feels ashamed about it, embarrassed, Hashem forgives all of the person's sins. So Rav Nosenzal says Rosh Hashanah is busha. Rosh Hashanah, we're crying, the sound of the shofar is crying without speech. No speeches. Why no speeches? Because I'm, I'm ashamed. When a person is ashamed, they can't talk. When a person is really embarrassed, they can't talk. Then, at Yom Kippur, after 10 days of tshuva, then we get to Yom Kippur, where you have to talk. Where this is a, a critical part of tshuva, it has to be the being misvadeh. Rabbi Nezal explains to the Quran, when a person does an Aveira, the words of the Aveira get inscribed on the bones of the person. And in order to get those words out, you have to have vidui. You must confess, you must verbalize the Averas. That's being done on Yom Kippur. That's one of about 15, 20 different explanations that Rav Nosenzal gives throughout Likud HaLochas explaining what's taking place, what's taking place Rosh Hashanah what's ta- versus Yom Kippur. And, and we'll see also more about Elul, all the different Sifrei Musar and Sifrei Hasidus and Sifrei Kabbalah show us what's going on, that it's, it's a process. Just like we say every year, we finish Rosh Hashanah, we're finished, we're not finished. Next year we're gonna do, we go uh, uh, another round. Every single day is another round of this. Any other questions? Question that the, 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 we're told that the shoifer is supposed to instill fear. How can it be that, the sa- that it's the sound of crying at the same time? The answer is, this is our holy Torah. That, that, uh, that ev- everything is, is one. A shoifer can be doing 10 different things at one time. Just like a person <coughs> can do a certain pu'ula, a certain action, which resolves 10 different, 10 different issues. It's not always a situation, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the Tikkun HaKloli, <coughs> that a person can, can, do, can have done hundreds of sins. There is a certain Tikkun called Tikkun HaKloli, a general Tikkun, where this Tikkun can resolve all of those different types of sins. Just like we know that there are locks, you have doors in a hotel. Every single door has a different key. Try using your key on somebody else's door. You could play from today till tomorrow. It's not going to open it. And then somebody else comes along with one key, and this key opens this lock and that lock, and the person says, it's magic. How, how could it be? Look, my key does You're right. Your key doesn't, 
And this key is a master key that opens all the different locks. When we're talking about Torah, when we're talking about a mitzvah, like any mitzvah, tefillin, tzitzis, and we explain tefillin in one way, tefillin is yira. Tefillin is yira. It says, that the nations of the world will see you wearing tefillin, they'll be afraid of you. And Rav Nosazal shows in another place that tefillin is something, tefillin is pe'er, pe'er chachoshu. Can it be both? Yes, it's both. It's not a contradiction at all whatsoever. Should be zoicha to make every day of Elul count now to tshuva shleima to ischatshus and to be zoicha to the chiddush olam when Hashem will renew the world and without any bed, without any problems, with the coming of Moshiach and Herav Yameinu, Amen v'Amen.